Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back to the B2Beast podcast, where we're capturing and sharing killer ideas for big business. And today we have got a beast in the building. He is a media entrepreneur, a content coach, and a viral content specialist helping business owners embody and monetize their charisma. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome R.C. Clark. R.C., welcome, welcome, welcome to the show, brother. Where are you tuning in from? How is it over there? Ah, I'm in Rio de Janeiro, and it's beautiful. Sun shining. The beach is looking pretty good. The waves aren't too big today, so I think I'm going to go do a little dive after this intensity, after this beastly intensity of a, of a talk here. Yes, love it. Love it. That is a great place to start. Um, let's just keep it rolling. What are, you, what are you most grateful for in your world, your life, your business right now? Oh, man. I mean, it really is this place because you know, being here in Rio is a representation and testament to the work that I've put in over years you know i had a business before too and everything i've studied in life and what i believe has really led up and to me jumping out into the world and you know doing what i'm doing as a coach and consultant so i'm just grateful to be to be working and to be here mm, love it love it and yeah we want to we want to explore and capture that story that's that's my goal this conversation um so we'd love to start on your end perhaps a, a story that we can spotlight that helps exemplify that journey. Do you have an exciting win or just an epic chapter of, of your career um, or a milestone moment that you can share with us? And, and what lessons can we extract from that moment? Yeah, yeah, I would love to because, I mean, I know there's a lot, mostly uh, entrepreneurs are just people who love business and working on themselves and their lives and are trying to achieve great things. And it's such a difficult thing to do, to have a business and a life that is unpredictable, that it's not, you don't have the consistent paycheck, but, and maybe you get, you make the money and then you do the next thing. You want to hire someone or you want to invest in something. It's this ongoing, unpredictable, you know, process. That's just amazing. I don't know what has compelled humans to want to go through so much pain sometimes but of course it's because there's so much you know pleasure and such 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 greatness to this kind of life and this story is kind of maybe a testament to that on what i've um uh just been through kind of quick i mean mm. i think um let's hear it yeah. I mean, I don't know if any of you guys out there have been stabbed in the back before by business partners, but I definitely have. And, you know, we always, we always want to blame other people. And of course, there's a lot to blame on, on my side, but it was really just an ignorance thing of being young, but also, you know, it wasn't too cool on their end. Um, so starting off, you know, in college, I studied marketing and video and um, linked up together with um, a couple friends, a couple best friends. And we kind of started this video production company. We're out like having fun, you know, we're like going out into the woods and shooting videos. And we like started doing some weddings and doing some music festivals. And then I had this job at the, I was a volunteer uh, at the volunteer center there at 
my college and we're like make, doing interview style stuff. And that was awesome. That's where I learned how to interview and like ask great questions. And that was cool. And then after it. college, we like started the business. We're like, this is it. You know, for me, this is my vehicle to the world. I'm like, yes, we got a business. We're going to make money and we're going to work with bigger and bigger clients. We're going to be able to travel and do vlogs. And we did all these amazing vlogs, all this stuff. And yeah. But, you know, it was tough. We were never making that much money. You know, we were just enough to get by. And I was living at home for a year of it with my parents so that I didn't have to pay rent and kind of driving out there to our office. And But, you know, one day kind of got, we had the kind of meeting, you know, the two other guys mm-hmm. wanted to sit down and do this this meeting. And and they're like, you know, RC, we're, we're done. You know, we don't want to do this do the company anymore I'm like really like that's that's pretty sh- that's kind of strange like why you know that's like what do you mean you don't want to do it anymore well you know we want to do it like we want to do we want to do our own thing you know we have this idea to to do something on our own I was like on your own really like what do you mean like how and <laughs> I was talking to a guy and they like had like a name for it and everything and I'm like oh my yeah. God, this is insane like why what do you want to do it like I don't get it um so I was in charge of sales mostly, you know, I mean, I was mostly doing video and the directing and shooting and doing everything too, but like sales was kind of my job, you know, I was supposed to yep. be out there doing it. And, and, um, I guess the thing about teamwork and leadership too, you know, I, I should have asked for more help, but on, for a whole team, you know, sales is the lifeblood of, of business and of a team. And, you know, I would ask the guys to help me out with that. And they're like, no, it's like your job. Like, it's your job to do the sales. And I mean, they just didn't know how to do it. And it's very difficult. And I think maybe that was the cover for that. Um, so, you wow. know, it was my fault. That was kind of my fault. The business didn't work, even though, you know, def- come on, guys, definitely could have could have helped me out with that there, too. Um, wow. So. So anyway, I guess, yeah, lessons learned on that is just, you know, you should learn sales. Everyone should get better at sales. <laughs> like, that's what I, like, looking back, you know, with the sales knowledge I have now, going back to that business, we definitely would have crushed it because we we're talented. We we're really talented. These guys are talented, but, you know, and then um, I should have done better about rallying them to help and do that helping them making them understand i put everything on me and that wasn't right um so yeah so anyway kind of part yeah yeah um part one next part the happy part of this story though is that after that happened you know just me i was like well this sucks feel like shit but i'm free you know, I'm actually, I'm free now. You know, there was a lot of things that was holding me wow. back about being on that team with them. Things that I couldn't do, ideas maybe I couldn't implement, feel like I'm kind of holding on to this dead weight. Like, I mean, we're, we're going to go to video shoots in the morning and these guys are still in bed like half the time. I'm just have to like pull the, I mean, come on guys, this is our job. Like we gotta, we gotta go here. It was just ridiculous, even though they loved it and they just didn't have the right stuff, I think. But yeah. So yeah, uh, worked okay. in a grocery store for two. Yeah, sorry, got some. <laughs> no, this is this is uh, that was deeper than uh, I was expecting to hit. Uh, because, but it does bring up uh, a few really key things, especially in the early stages um, of business building um, of role clarity. 
having that clarity from the start, this is your lane, this is your lane, this is your lane, boom. Uh, huge piece of the puzzle we see often see go awry of people just excited about the idea, the vision. Um, but if you don't have that clarity down to like bullet point level per person, um, yeah, it's going to start to get messy. It's going to start to get a little ambiguous, convoluted. Who's doing this? Who's doing that? Um, so I think that role clarity from the start is a huge, huge lesson that I see from this, uh, this story. Um, and then starting to lean into culture, like fit personality, culture fits, like it's, it's sounding like it perhaps was a recalibration towards where you should have been all along. Um, if you were hitting some of those resistance points of like, all right, folks, all right, guys, come on, we gotta, we gotta do this. Um, that might be a signal for you to carve your own path. And I think the listeners here today can, uh, really just understand how to be mindful of those moments and those signals. Um, the positive ones of like, this is good. This is going great. We have clarity. Everybody's on board or the opposite. If people are sleeping in through, through your, your gigs, um, or there is that ambiguous, uh, I guess, lack of clarity. Uh, those signals are very strong to read into perhaps we need a little bit of a recalibration. So I think that recalibration worked out for you because you are rocking and rolling on LinkedIn uh, and in the digital space. I keep seeing you over and over and over again. So that's what I'd love to tap into on the second half of this show is your secret sauce. You're doing something right over there. So we'd love to understand and absorb that. So the first thing I want to ask is around like your day-to-day -day habits and structure. Um, what habit or task do you consider non-negotiable? Just something you have to do pretty much every day. Some form of lead generation, some form of connecting with new people, people that are in my um, network, reaching out, starting conversations with them um, is, Absolutely. Non especially, you know, kind of with the story I just told you with my business. And that was really the failure because I would take so long to think about the perfect pitch for this company. I'm like pacing back and forth for like an hour thinking about all the angles that I could possibly address making this one phone call. And it's just like so many times it would just be nothing. Wow. And and now it's just it's so much more about starting a lot of converse. I mean, in my process. So I know that especially on LinkedIn, uh, DMs are not a very popular thing, but I'll tell you what, the way I do DMs is so good. I get compliments all, I mean, I book, you know, I book about 10 calls a week through just through DMs alone. And I get so many people that are like, RC, I love the way that you approached me. I love the way that you messaged me. It felt so natural. It just, it was so, you know, interesting. And I just, I, I ignore a hundred messages a day, but yours came in and I really just wanted to, to connect with you and get on this call with you. But it's not just the DM though. It's the content too. So content is that other, now I'll get to be honest. I, I'm not a, like a every day I've got to post content. Yeah. I love it though. It's my favorite thing to do, but sometimes I don't, especially if I'm really trying to do like a boost in sales, maybe I'll skip a day and I'll do more, do some more kind of outreach on that end. Um, but 
no, these people would not have said yes to if they didn't see my content and read the way that I'm, you know, what I'm posting and the way that I'm posting it. Absolutely. No, and then you, t you mentioned something there that I think a lot of people miss in this equation of digital marketing and content creation is that you had the lane of just DMs and rapport building in there and the content going at the same time in unison. I think a lot of people think just an inbound strategy. I'm just going to go post content and people show up. Sure. Like a small percentage do. Uh, and then the opposite end, people are just like smile and dial. If it's just a numbers game, bro. <laughs> like if you if you send a, th a thousand messages, well, one of them is going to say yes. Um, and it's like, OK, bro, like obviously there's like, yes, there is percentages where that pure inbound and pure outbound works. But the magic that we see over and over is the folks that can combine those and leverage both. Hey, the, I, you're posting your content here, which now le leads to a DM, which leads to another comment on your next post, which leads to a follow up on the DM, which is now a sales call and a closing and a deal and everything. And people, I think people convolute that path, um, thinking it's just going to be a straight shot, smile and dial and go get the sales. Um, and I love that you mentioned the hybrid effect of posting content while also cultivating those relationships and and doing the work in the dms i love loved hearing that um and i want to go even deeper because you did sp share a little snippet that i think a lot of people might struggle with and that is the dm outreach direct messages to individuals uh, and you mentioned you have a good system a good strategy a good approach that apparently has a good response rate can you share your specific process or system or strategy or what, whatever your approach is um, for these folks to kind of at least take this framework and start applying it to their world or their approach. Obviously, it's not going to be word for word, um, but what's the system or the process that you implement for DMs? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll say the most what's, um, you know, there's been an evolution of this process to where something would work and then it kind of wasn't working so well so i'm changing my kind of approach and i'll tell you what's worked the best in the past three-ish months or so is originally i was just connecting to new people and then messaging them from there and that would be you know great it would still work well but what i've actually done is now reopen people that i'm already connected to so maybe i because I always do an outreach when I connect with someone. I always say, hey, hey, was checking out your profile a bit. Um, really love the mission you're on and the positivity you're spreading. It's much needed in today's times. I appreciate you. And I'll send that message to every single, to every person, you know, because it's generic enough that it can go to everyone, but it's also personable. And um, yeah. I think it's just really cool. It's like, because it, because I, the other thing about this is I only, I know my target market. I only connect with people that I actually do want to work with, that I can help. Mm. And it's because I've done the work to extremely understand the bet, the right person for me to work with down to like how many, like I work with a lot of coaches, but not just coaches with executive coaches. And I'm only going to work with executive coaches that have been in the game for like six to 10 years or so. And ones that like to post every day 
because new coaches generally think they know everything about marketing and they haven't failed, you know? So like, they're like, oh, what do you mean I need to like pick a market and have stronger messaging? I'll just do this. You know, they just don't really get it. So I want to connect with someone who's like failed and they've tried marketing and they've, they're relying on word of mouth and now they need you know, a strategy. But anyway, um, so you really got want to understand who that person is that you're talking to. And then um, what I do is I'll approach them. I'll use LinkedIn Navigator and I'll use those same filters and I'll see, okay, who is it that I haven't reached out to, talked to in like three, six months or something like that. And I'll always start. Um, so this is for me as a content coach, as a sales marketing kind of coach is I'll always say, Hey, just your last post just popped up for me. And I'll say that it has to be, if they don't haven't posted for two weeks, I don't want to talk to them anyway, because they're not my market, you know, but if it's within a week, I can say, Hey, your last post just popped up for me. It, you know, it hasn't, but it's like, it popped, it popped up because that's in LinkedIn, you know, posts do pop up about a week longer than that. I don't say that because it's a lie. And then I'll say, I'll say, Hey, your profile, maybe I'll say your profile. Um, I saw it on a rec. I saw it on another friend's recommended mm. connected list. I'll say like that. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. Your post just popped up for me, you know, and then I'll say a point about it. I love, um, you know, I love that. Not just, I love that you said this, but I'll actually talk back about it. Like say they're talking about leadership, they're talking about AI in, in um, copywriting or in leadership. And I'll be like, yeah, it's crazy. You know, um, AI is great because, you know, leaders, maybe they can, instead of, they don't usually like to confide in other people. Maybe they can confide in AI and they can ask questions and get guidance. You know what? Probably pretty soon we're not going to have real bosses anymore. It's just going to be a computer. We ask questions to, and they're like our new overlord leaders or something, you know? So I like say something fun, just like connecting to that, um, to that content, to the message. And then you have to introduce a unique mechanism. So this is what gets people to actually get curious and want to start the conversation with you and where you add value. So I say, Hmm, I was looking at some of your other content too. Um, now have you tried making story seller posts? Basically it's a way to more emotionally connect with your audience and inspire them to engage slash reach out to you. So a story seller post is something that I made up. But it makes sense. You say it like story, seller, you can get the idea, but it, yep. it's not something you can go Google. You can't just go, you, you can't find out what that is. Yeah. So it's something, you know, it's my unique mechanism, a post that I actually teach people how to do. And so then if they're interested, then they'll say, oh, you know, oh no, like, what is that? I'm, you know, I'm interested. What is that? Or, oh yeah, I've done some story stuff before. That's cool. Like, what do you mean? That's the typical response. And then I go deeper and then I say, yeah, well, the basic idea, if you want your audience to take action, you need to get down to that primal level and um, then you can build a lot of trust. And then when you combine that with like an authentic kind of call to action that is actually useful for people, the idea is that, you know, they're excited, they'll want to reach out to you and they'll basically be pre-sold wanting to work with you before they get on a call. And I kind of vary around with that. And then they're just like, Oh, wow. That sounds interesting. Okay. And then I close. It's like, okay, Hey, well, if this is totally inappropriate, just let me know. But, um, if you're down, I'd love to get on a quick 15 minute coffee chat where I'd be, I can show you how to make those kinds of posts. 
not going to pitch or sell you or anything. No strings attached. I just love what you're doing. Um, but if not, no worries as well. And that's how it goes basically every single time. It doesn't even require them, no, no back and forth. Um, but I'm just giving this value and I'm peaking curiosity. Those are the keys. Mm, I love it. the formula here. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing it unfold. A lot of yeah, the, the best people that are really crushing it in sales kind of naturally have their own their own variation or their own version of this. But the recurring threads I'm seeing uh, around like a tool or application, um, definitely sales nav or some type of filtering mechanism. So stage one, hyper targeted connecting or prospecting seems to be a must have. Mm -hmm. Stage two, natural rapport building. Um, the comment, comments about their post and organic, something about their profile, their mission, not a direct pitch or slap straight at the gates, build a little bit of the rapport, uh, and then introduce a unique mechanism. This was the key piece, stage three, a unique something that piques their curiosity. Um, story selling was this example. For other folks, it might be their four-step process or their whatever their their approach is. So love seeing all of these come together and then mindfully knowing when to take it to that next step to chat and and kind of keep the door open for that sales conversation. Brilliant, brilliant approach. Uh, hope folks are taking notes. Uh, love that system here. Um, very practical. And it's something that you, if you do have the hours and have the time, if you invest it in this, it will work. It will generate results. You'll see it happen. You just have to play the delayed gratitude. You got to play the long game. It's <laughs> hard, man. What you're doing now yeah. is going to come to fruition three, six, nine months down the road. Uh, I think people just want that straight shot, like single pitch DM, like so often. You got to have patience and you got to play the long game. Love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I'll tell you what, you, using this strategy, you, you can book a call tomorrow. You can book calls tomorrow using this approach. Like with mm. direct outreach, you don't have to. It doesn't actually Even better. It's, it's organic content, you know, putting out content that takes a long time and that you don't know when that next sale is going to come. You don't know when someone's going to reach out to you unless you are very, you know, you have a good audience and you are very good at content and, and launching things like then you can get it to be more predictable. But my kind of thing with the DMs is that most coaches, small business people, uh, they don't have a lot of time, especially executives. They don't have time to post a lot of content and they get discouraged about posting a lot and kind of waiting what's going to happen. So I say, hey, yeah, we got to create the content. We got to do that and show your authority and give value. But we can also start making sales right now because we're going to combine it with this direct outreach approach. And people are going to see all, all it takes is a week of putting out some content. Then they're going to see your stuff when you reach out and you're going to be able to start getting calls and sales now. Mm, there we go. Now that is a hybrid theory I can get on with. Love it. Love it. Um, so we're going to jump into the world's quickest game show here. Uh, it's called This or That. It's also the world's easiest game show, too. Um, you're going to get uh, an option of two different things. Uh, they're going to be randomly generated here. So I'm learning them with you uh, as well. All you have to do is pick which one. And at the end of this game show, uh, we get to hear what you're up to in your world and uh, where we can send people to support RC. Uh, the first one here, as our 
Random generator fires up to play this or that. The first one is a pizza party or a pool party. Which would you choose? Pool party. Ooh, with a floaty with green. pizza on top, but I can't choose. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. This next one. Would you prefer talking or listening? Listening. Ooh, Just kidding. Oh, God, that's hard. Oh. Actually, I would prefer talking. I would prefer talking. The energy, like speaking is awesome, but I need to listen to talk or it's not going to it's not going to work. So I'll say I prefer oh. talking. All right, solid, solid approach. All right, heading into the final, final round. Would you rather, well, this is a weird one, send a letter or write an email? (laughs) Send a letter. (laughs) There we go. All right, we got an old school guy in the building. Uh, Thank you for successfully completing and beating this or that. Your reward is... We get to hear what you're up to. What are you up to right now? And how can our listeners find and support you or join your journey here um, that you're sharing online? You're sharing a lot of your journey, your content, all of this. Um, So let's go ahead and plug that in. What are you working on right now? And how can people reach you to get involved? Um, hmm. Well, when, I, when you said like the, the what am I the what am I up to thing, I was going to go into more of my extracurricular kind of activities and just say that you know I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the beach after this and I'm gonna go to some some nice rooftop in downtown Rio and you know see some people and some music and and I'm living this fun this kind of life. You know, I work really really hard all the time. You know, but what I do and what I help my clients do is funding this, being able to travel and travel to different parts of Brazil and even, you know, of the world from here because of the kind of organic content and marketing system that I have. And yeah, part of it is this, this, I, this thing of the DMS, but I think, you know, the other part is I know that a lot of people, um, coaches especially are struggling because we're in this market where everyone is a coach and it's tough to stand out. Um, and really to me, like what I work on the most with people is that, that messaging, you know, market message match isn't enough. It's not enough to just know who you want to work with and say that I'm a coach. Like you need what I call the market messiah match. You need a starving market and you need a message that is just so compelling, so irresistible. Someone has to reach out to you. And that's what I provide for my people. So if you're feeling like you've been working on your messaging, maybe even for years and it's not getting anywhere, your content isn't getting anywhere. Me and my partner, you know, we're um, over eight figures combined in sales through our writing and our messaging. So if you want that kind of power behind your stuff, start making these sales now. Let me know. Just go to my LinkedIn profile. Everything is there. Absolutely amazing. Uh, and that one's super easy, folks. It's R.C. Clark. Easiest you, <laughs> easiest mm-hmm. name you can find on LinkedIn. So uh, highly, highly recommended. Great connection. Great follow. Um, and yeah, this has been absolutely amazing. Before we jump to our last final question here today. Uh, I just have to give a quick moment of appreciation and recognition 
because uh, I have been following your journey and seeing that work that you put in. And I know it is not an easy job, especially for all that we're seeing is what's above the surface. Um, and I can only assume that there's 90% more that you're doing behind the scenes that's not public. So I notice, appreciate, and recognize the effort you're putting in, and I'm twice as grateful for you to share all that secret sauce and these systems and processes here with our listeners today. So it's been very, very helpful, myself included, and everybody that's joining us today. So I just had to drop a quick thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing all of this today. Um, but let's get thank to you, our final question. We went into the nerdy stuff, the systems, the strategy. Um, but this last question is for one specific listener that might have all of that, but they just need a, a little kick in the ass or a spark in the heart uh, to really kick things to that next level. So what final words of advice or motivation can you share to send this listener into beast mode? Boy, I mean, it's that no matter, no matter what's happening, you know, good stuff is happening, bad stuff is happening. You know, this life, like you are the one, you know, this life is for you. There's no other explanation, you know, just this whole universe is here conspiring for you and for your good. And it doesn't matter what you're feeling now, how many weeks or even years it's been being in a funk, you can that truth is available anytime it's it's there with you right now it's available right now the truth is that this whole thing this whole existence is here for you to thrive and to live the best life you could possibly live it is just the reality it's not even a choice it's just the reality of what's going on and you you're you're in it right now you already know this so just accept accept this reality and just go forth and do these great things. Boom! There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the B2 Beast podcast. This has been R.C. Clark. You're a beast.